but we went through processes that helped us go get to where we were are at. And then we built a system around it and we called that the still method. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Brandon. Brandon, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, thanks for being here or being with me too. Uh, if you happen <laughs> now that to I hear, finally showed up. <laughs> yeah, if you happen to hear screaming in the background, I'm sorry. Uh, it's nap time. Not for me. We are having <laughs> but it's your outside um, voice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Okay, so <laughs> start with giving us a five thousand foot view of who you are and what you'd love to do. Yeah, my name is Brandon, and I am a business owner along with my wife. We've been um, married for, I think, 16 years, uh, and also in business together for most of those years. We ran a coffee shop, uh, and now we do a financial firm together. We do safe money. We're a safe money um, company. Um, but what I really like to do is hang out with my four-year-old son who's screaming upstairs uh, and go to parks and do all kinds of things with him. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Um, and we do all kinds of fun adventures. Nice. Well, you clearly have a really good microphone because you can't hear them, hear them at all yet. <laughs> but if he comes in, just know that my son is 29 right now. And so I miss those sounds. So I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. I like <laughs> quote unquote, happy family. Sounds. <laughs> Oh, to me, that's of just it, part I'm, of the I'm, beast. It, it's the uh, uh, chalkboard screeching thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's 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 what I'm hearing in the background. <laughs> I have a niece when she was little. She was awesome. She just kind of hung out with everybody and didn't do anything until you got her into a car. And she would scream the highest pitch. I swear she could crack glass. It was awesome. <laughs> I was yeah. thoroughly impressed. <laughs> Four-year-olds, I'm hoping his voice changes a little bit soon. Um, not, you know, I guess it'll happen as twelve, but yeah, <laughs> you really got a ways to go before it drops. It changes a little bit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and we digress, which is super fun. Oh, and by the way, um, if your wife questions you on you didn't know how long you've been married to her. Well, you just didn't know when people are going to listen to the show. So, you know, it's kind of. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I know around about 16 years. I know July 1st. <laughs> well, if they listen to this in two long. years, it's going to be 18 ish, you know. Yeah. It's all good. Time. I can barely remember my age. <laughs> so let's talk about finance and how you got into finances, because that seems like kind of a, uh, a shift from running oh, yeah. a coffee shop. Uh, definitely was a shift. I did not. Uh, when when we were uh, having the coffee shop, we, we had some ups and downs, uh, mean, more sometimes downs than ups, uh, you know, because we had a flood in the business. We had some some things that just outside of our control. Uh, we had done some things right. We did some things not so right. Um, people are in love with the idea of starting a coffee shop, but it's a lot harder than you think and a lot of money. To, to do that. So with that challenge, uh, we uh, overcame some of the challenge with what we had set up with our, we, we actually have these life insurance policies that we had 
were properly designed that we could use during those times uh, to overcome obstacles and make some good benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we were at a place of selling because after the flood, this was literally what happened. Um, we had the flood, the roof was off of the building and there was a freak storm, like what's happening now, right? It was just like crazy, right? And I got a phone call from my staff saying, you need to come in because the store is falling apart. Actually, I was on the treadmill. They called me. I ignored it. Uh, My wife was on the treadmill next to me. They called her. and I was like, we should answer this because they called both of us. So she picks up and then we get a video and we see our dreams like collapsing. Um, We ran home, ran there, and we're walking in water, inches of water. Um from the flood right Mm -hmm. and we're like crying saying oh man this whole our whole life has fallen apart Uh, literally is falling apart um and i've been through a hurricane i've experienced that stuff you know before um but this was a little different so the the challenging thing was even though you have uh, a flood you still have bills coming in right and you need to make sure you can still like do everything. And so we had to halt everything. We still had inventory that was going to go bad and insurance, uh, property casualty, all that stuff doesn't pay out. Like right away, you got to do all kinds of stuff, but you still had to make sure. So we used our uh, life insurance as an emergency. Well, what I did not know was, uh, my wife happened to be, um, two months pregnant at the time. And she's walking through the water, had no idea that that was, uh, that she was pregnant. Right. Um, and then we found out a little bit later and, um, we got the place back to normal and we knew some things were about to shift and we are expecting a baby. You can't legally have a baby behind the bar of a coffee shop. It's like, like illegal, um, like health department and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. And we were like, well, we, we need to make some changes. And so my wife's like, we're going to, we, we had a friend that always wanted to buy. He always asked me what my number was. And he caught me on a day that I said, what's your number? Um, Cause I'm, I'm ready to sell. Um, and he bought it. Right. Nice. And then my wife is like, now uh, I'm pregnant. You need to go get a job. And I was like, um, I'm a business owner. <laughs> uh I'm not employable. I can't go get a job. Uh, And I actually interviewed to work under my mentor, who who is my mentor now. And I applied to work for him. And he he said, you are, um, I can't hire you. Uh, I was like, why not? And he pretty much told me, you're too entrepreneurial. You'll screw everything up. I was like, sorely unemployable. Yeah. I was like, thanks. Uh, I really like to do this. I, I've been giving you referrals and, and leads uh, in this. And I, I didn't know that the financial world was so uh, opinionated at the time. I just knew that it helped me. And mm-hmm. so I was referring people to him. So I was like, I could do that. But two months later goes by and he says, I have an idea. How about you and your wife work together again and you create your own agency and I'll I'll train you. And I was like, Sounds like a great idea. Uh, and hence where we launched into uh, our 
a business that we call now Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. Um, and we started doing financial services, uh, which was using like life insurance, properly designed life insurance. We used it to help us. We wanted to help other people in that. And that's what brought us into finance from coffee to finance. It was just really weird. But I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. We, this, this is probably a little more profitable than coffee. Uh, and it can work from home. Nice. So now who do you serve and support? Are you still working with entrepreneurs or with kind of couples, anything where are you at? Yeah, I started with uh, more couples and, and business owners. Uh, we are now in the process of uh, switching our, our business name. Uh, we're, we're moving, we're dropping grandma, unfortunately. Wow, um, grandma. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, the idea was uh, saving, like really building that st- stable financial future. And that's what they did back in the great generation. They saved more than they invested or they didn't even know investing versus savings. You know, they just, they did things different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the tagline for our, our grandma's wealth wisdom is sometimes intelligence skips a generation because we look and say, okay, how's that working out for a lot of people? So we wanted to build some stability well, we also learned in, in the past four years of running this business, we actually do know what we're talking about <laughs> uh, when it comes to cash flow, when it comes to actually uh, starting a business and selling a business. We we were doing it like we didn't know. We read some of those yellow books, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the yellow <laughs> <Yes>. books, <laughs> like how to start a business for dummies and, mm-hmm. and how to do this for dummies and all those dummy books. We read a lot of those to figure out how to do stuff. Um, but there was no, anyway. So, so then we were now having our podcast and YouTube wealth wisdom financial, and just wanting to help people build a stable foundation for their business personal. And I don't care what it is, but how do we have stability in this world of craziness? Cool. So let's talk about your philosophy on finances because I have <laughs> opinions on that that contradict a lot of people. So, yeah. but what's important is um, where you're going with it. So talk to me about kind of some of the mistakes that people make and, and how you guys work with people. Yeah. So we, again, as we've been kind of working through this, we do full financial analysis, even though it's for, you know, uh, certain products, right? But I'm going to ask them dreams and goals, questions about where they want to accomplish, right? Most people are living haphazard uh, in life, and and I, um, I don't know if I told you this, but our uh, the world is living in chaos. You ever heard mm-hmm. that that you know people are like all crazy right now, right? Uh, and it's that people are living with uh, confusion, right? Mm-hmm. Haphazard anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. That's chaos to me, uh, which is most people's finances, most people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. You try and figure out the tax code and it's chaos, right? Uh, I don't care what country you're in, um, right? And so it's chaos, confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. Well, we've been thinking about this a lot and saying, okay, how do we overcome this? We are not just some kind of like unicorn. We, we actually started the coffee shop we didn't have a rich relative. We started with uh, credit card debt because unfortunately, when you're a business owner, you can get a lot of uh, debt to go to college. 
which is weird, a 17-year-old getting 50000 in debt, but you want to start a business and they won't give you a loan, right? Um, which is hard. That was us. Um, so, so we overcame those things, but we went through processes that helped us go get to where we were are at. And then we built a system around it and we call that the still method, right? And the still method is set your sights. Again, most people, most businesses, they're just kind of going through life uh, hey, kind of halfway. They've never set a, a site of where they want to go, right? Whether it's um, being married and making sure I have a good marriage, well, I need to set my sights. What do I want it to look like, right? Um, track your in and out. That's budgeting, the thing that people love to hate, but tracking in and out. Inspect your progress. Uh, that is like tracking and then looking right? uh, and making sure everything is good. Look for 1% adjustments. After you've inspected, you look for the adjustments that can make to make it better uh, or what you put um, money more into, right? 1% adjustments isn't just shrink your way to wealth, but it's what are those things that you can do to, to expand, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. And then live deliberately. Um, and you do that over and over again, right? Because it's then at part of it with the 1% adjustments, uh, the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Most of what you do doesn't matter anyway. 80% doesn't, 20% does. Well, focus on that. Or Perry Marshall, uh, a friend of mine, he says uh, it's more 95-5 rule, mm-hmm. right? So how do you double down on that 5%? And if if you're just blowing money like crazy, you're not going to be able to see it. But also if you're just uh, massive, what they call massive action, but massive appropriate action is what I think about a lot. Not just massive actions that be crazy, but... Um, anyway, that's so what do you method. consider massive, uh, appropriate action? Yeah. Looking at the numbers and saying, okay, maybe it's Facebook ads, right? The massive action, maybe just putting a whole bunch of, uh, Facebook ads out. Massive appropriate action is looking at the data and figuring out which one actually works and appropriately focusing on that one, right? That's a, one example, I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that you could think of, but nice. that just came to mind. <clears throat> nice. So when it comes to somebody's finances, obviously there's different stages in life. Uh, you know, when kids are little, you're worried about their education. When they're a little bit older, you're worried about spending that education. <laughs> when you're, you, yeah. you get married, you got other things going on. What are kind of the separations of um, life stages in your opinion? Yeah, I think that it's that's a hard part, right? Because even I have a four-year-old. Is he going to go to college? Should I set up a five twenty-nine plan for him? I is have he no smart idea. enough right now. You know, is he? I mean, I, I think he's, thing? he he does do what do you call those things? Um, the math um, or or what are the number blocks? Um, he has a bunch of number blocks. He loves numbers. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm training him for this business. Um, he probably will, but, um, he's probably going to be in the family business. I'm I'm hoping, but you know, you never know, but, but some of the things is I don't know what he, what he has. So one of the cool things for me is I have a policy for him, life insurance policy that my mother-in-law pays for. Cause I, I take care of my mother-in-law, uh, and she wants to help him for college. 
was we put it as uh, his adulting fund. So it puts it into life insurance, uh, has a high cash value in this. And so he can use this cash value, whether it's for uh, college or he wants to start a business or he wants to go to something. I mean, we'll still have some controls on it, right? Mm -hmm. But um, he could use it for his adulting, not just for you know, going to college and getting a degree in something that he's not even going to use anyway, 20, 10 years from later, from then. Um, and I'm like, we're all like kind of in different phases. Mm-hmm. And a lot of even parents, this is a crazy part. We don't think holistically. They're going to try and help their kids through college, but they never thought about retirement. And I'm like, all right, uh, the, the, analogy of put on your oxygen mask first if, you, if there's a plane crash right um before you put on the oxygen mask of other people kind of make sure you're taken care of before you start like giving out money and all this to, to help your kids not that you don't want to but i've told some of my clients um you're going to be sleeping on their uh, couch if you don't watch out right thinking holistically well, that is and, one good reason to make sure that they got a good education and <laughs> they have a nice coach yeah to stay on. <laughs> but then they go through and then and then titled or or whatever and then that you know who knows where that's going to lead and hopefully uh it's going to be good mm-hmm. but um even as I, i'm taking care of my mother-in-law a lot of people are like you're a saint for doing that i'm like uh that's what you do in other countries um maybe not america but i don't know um Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> Buy a house with an extra room just in case. <laughs> so so yeah. when, anyway. when it comes to kind of the financial pyramid of uh, stability, if you want to put it that way, or pillars of stability, how do you look at what somebody should be doing kind of first, second, third? Yeah, I think about building, and, and I've thought about this a lot. Most people's finances are upside down. They're calling investing uh, savings when it's not right. Uh, it's very different. Uh, they don't even, most people don't even have an emergency fund. That's why, uh, in, in the U S the cares act happened where they could access their money during COVID without penalty because there's penalties associated, right? So, um, building some stability, we call it, um, you ever heard of, uh, Carnes? Uh, Maybe. so, so <laughs> Carnes, few Carnes, if you ever gone to like Ireland or something, they, they yep. make these little statues, right? Where there's rocks mm-hmm. and then they build another rock on top. And then they mm-hmm. just build these memorials, if you will. Um, and most people have built it upside down. They're, they're, they're everything is built on uh, a small rock and then they want to expand it out. What I want is, Hey, save, you know, doing what we call the 10, 10, 10 savings rule or, uh, kind of like the biblical model, right? Um, meaning, um, who's that? Who's that author? Um, richest man in Babylon. Ten percent of all you earn is for you to keep, right? Tithing is saving, putting ten percent towards God. Well, shouldn't you do that kind of thing for yourself, right? And live off of less. Most people don't do that. They're spending more than they make, right? So define savings versus an investment savings is making sure you have some access to it if you need it, right? So liquid in Liquid access, right? Three months, at least four months. Um, investing is money that three you can Three months worth, not three months to access it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, three months worth at least. Right. I, I have a year I run a business. I want to be able to access a, a year's worth in the business, right, uh, for that. But most people are calling investing savings and they, and they could lose it, right? They they think they have it, but they don't, right? So they don't again, define savings. Where do you save? I do a lot in my life insurance policy because I still have access and ability to use it now without mm-hmm. penalty uh, within the market. So I can access it and systematically use it to grow my wealth. So one example for, for using my uh, life insurance policies, uh, I'm about to buy a commercial real estate building, uh, closing in a couple of weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used some of my policy mount money in the, in the policy cash value to buy an asset. And then my, the fun thing is with this policy, uh, I'm going to pay that back. My money is going to grow as if I never touched it and I'll create another asset, right? So I'm becoming the bank. Uh, so I'm, what I tell people is don't do what the banks tell you to do, do what the banks do. How can we understand that and do that more in our spending and our lifestyle Uh, When it comes to real estate, when it comes to running our business, um, learn because they are the most profitable business in the world for a reason. So when it comes to the um, the savings portion of a a, whole life policy, in this case, how do you know that that um, savings and I'm just mm-hmm. you, wanting yeah, to yeah. <laughs> stick to your lingo. So, so my brain is translating yeah, yeah. what I would call it. So I just want to stick to, um, how do you know that it's going to keep up to inflation and, or, and they themselves are an investment, so to speak, because <laughs> yeah. usually they're in stocks and bonds or something else. So why is it, why is there a differentiation in your mind? And is it just because it's liquid or is it because of, the value that it's earning or something else. Yeah. So this is where I, I work um, with the bank and yourself um, working with uh, mutually owned companies that are, I call it non-direct recognition, which is a really interesting term. Uh, so that means uh, non-direct recognition. If I take a loan, they don't re- directly uh, call it. It's not directly recognized, right? That's, that's kind of what a loan is. So my policy as well has been paying dividends for over a hundred years, right? With these, these companies, they've been around for a long time. They paid dividends. Now dividends are never not guaranteed anywhere. Right. But I, they have a good track record. They've also been through uh, the um, recessions and they went through pandemic and they're still doing amazing. Right. So they're, they're solid. So my policy is growing uh, uninterrupted compounding, right? Because the, as I put money in, it's still going to get dividends as if I never touched it. So and now is I'll... that an investment dividend within the policy or is that a corporate dividend that's being given because you've bought certain assets in that product? Yeah, it, I use whole life. I don't use index universal life or any of that term. But they um, still use, they still yeah, buy stock. They buy right? assets, right? So you want a, a company that is doing uh well and they're buying assets and and doing different things in in the world right they might um use their money to buy 
stock for the iPhone, right? For the next thing. And then they're going to want a, a return. The way I kind of look at it is, uh, you know, if you go to the general store or whatever, it's going to cost you more, mm-hmm. right? This is kind of like going to Costco. They are pooling it all together and they can make bigger purchases. That's the big company world. But I'm kind of leveraging what their power is because they've been around for a long time to Mm -hmm. be able to make smarter moves. And they have actuaries and all these smart people that mitigate their risks and know what they're doing. All at the same time, they're not banks. Banks, uh, what they call is, you know, they're, they're doing the, where they spend, use the money, fractional reserve banking, right? Mm-hmm. They have to have a lot in in cash available. Like they can't overspend like banks do, right? right. Uh, and so they're a lot more conservative. From a safety point, I want to be conservative, right? On that piece of my uh, portfolio mm-hmm. as much as possible because my business is very risky. Uh, I am, you know, when people think about, Hey, marketing, for example, you, you're taking a bet that, you know, you're going to put it in Facebook ads with this, this thing, and it's going to work. That's, that's risk. Right. Uh, and so I want to build some stability so I can take risks and risk in things I know, which I don't have anything in the market right now for me. Mm-hmm. Because my biggest risk is the business. Fair enough. Awesome. So um, I guess let's go back to what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having and they're thinking, oh my God, Brandon, I need you so badly. What's going on in so, their lives right now? I think some is, but there's a little, little things where, you know, you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Ramsey will tell you all kinds of things and say, um, this is wrong, this is right, blah, 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 and make blanket statements. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to ask is a lot of questions because most of the time in any good financial person, most of the time their answers are it depends, uh, which sucks for some people, right? Because it it does, it depends. Totally depends. Uh, and, and really we're reverse architecting your life, right? And so I want to help build your safety. That's why I call my myself like a safety safe money expert because i want to make sure regardless of what happens you know uh, again my mother-in-law had a stroke she did not plan for that to happen but it happened how do we deal with those things but also move in a, a good quality of life right uh and and making sure we're we're being aware but also hey taking systematic risks using my life insurance policy to buy a building that's a mm-hmm. risk the market you know it could housing market could crack i mean i'm not saying it is or isn't but i i don't know um but i know i'm gonna be there for a long period of time uh with that and i'll wait it out if it if my 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 what do you call it my asset becomes half and then goes back up i don't know um, just want to build safety and security. So that way we're, we're hedging whichever, which way we can go. Absolutely. And I think safety and security is a huge illusion in that people think, oh, this is safe. 
well, it's safe because you know what you're doing and you mm-hmm. have a, <laughs> you're working with a team of people that have a solid idea of what yeah. the probable outcomes are. And when you start to see that there's an opportunity in every um, fall, if you will, then that creates an even bigger safety net. Yeah. Right, well, like this, understanding this, is... this whole thing, <laughs> obviously there's a lot to know, but the more you understand it and the more you can kind of play with it, then that in itself creates that safety because now you're going, oh, okay, mm-hmm. now this is an option. Oh, now this is an option. Okay. Yeah. There's more options when you build that, in, right? right? That that was a funny thing in, in uh, March, no, in 2019, October, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about nightmare scenarios that could happen. It was a Halloween episode. And it was 2019, uh, right? And you remember what happened? So it's a, your fault. A few months later, <laughs> and we did not predict a pandemic, right? Um, but we we were like, yeah, hyperinflation. This this could happen. This could happen. How is this gonna um, be tested? And how can it work, right? Because we want to like make sure uh, everything works either which way, right? And so we talked about this, and and lo and behold, some of the things happened. And we're like, oh, wow, that was crazy. Now, what I do tell people, you know, uh, if we have a zombie apocalypse, well, then who cares about your life insurance policy? It doesn't matter. Get an axe. Like, I don't. <laughs> but at least you have know. the savings in place that you can go and buy the axe, especially if they become yeah, hyperinflated yeah. and expensive. <laughs> but but I'm like, you know, then we have worse problems. That's not going to matter. <laughs> but um, at least build some of that in place so then yeah. you know i don't know but yeah. um zombies i was a little worried you know uh, we did that interview and then it, if you ever watched resident evil um you know this is how it all happens mm-hmm. i was like oh here goes well yeah. and i i do think it's important to understand on one level that uh every insurance company that i have ever delved into has you know, like you said the actuaries they have the financial people they have economists working for them they have really smart people that their job mm-hmm. all day is to figure out where the market's going and how to get ahead of it and uh you know they're gonna keep their income as long as possible based on that knowledge and it just makes sense to to study in it and understand kind of where their trends are going and what they're doing um yeah because you know if you're like me you, you got a business to run and, and that's economics isn't the business <laughs> so yeah. therefore um you know well and, and what i love about this is they have a business model i'm just mm-hmm. tying into their business model that's been working for years mm-hmm. to grow my business model uh and i really want a profitable business model that i'm partnering with uh, and so that's why I think this infinite banking strategy works amazing with business owners because it's all about cash flow. And as we know in any business, like in, and when I ever tell people and talk about this, they're like, yeah, but I don't make any money. That's my biggest downside in the first year. First few years, they're like, well, it costs you money to do this. I'm like, well, yeah, it's the cost of doing business. Like when you start a business, it cost you money. You you <laughs> bought licenses and electric. Um, no one pays you to turn on your lights. Um, and and there's a cost, right, to doing business. But what I love about seeing these and I can project it, I can tell you exactly on your policy and, and for my clients when 
the cost of business and how the policy will perform where it'll will will break even or at least uh switch and then it's all like profit and from that regard who wouldn't want like that kind of thing nice so i know our listeners are going to want more from you how do they start their journey with you yeah totally go to our youtube channel or podcast that's wealth wisdom uh financial um, podcast, YouTube, uh, download the still method at stillmethod.com. We are working on a new website. You can go to grandma's wealth wisdom. Uh, but as I told you, I'm kind of in the, in a transition, uh, grandma's wealth wisdom where you can book a meeting or something like that, but we will have a new website, which will be very similar to wealth wisdom, uh, financial. It'll be Wealth Wisdom FP, but it's not there yet. So now you're um, going to have to keep all your domains because you don't know when somebody's going to listen to this. <laughs> it's going to be two years from now on your cell. <laughs> uh, Grandma's Wealth Wisdom will be sticking with us for a long time. Um, <laughs> but again, the main thing I want is, is people want to have this conversation. Yeah, you're the driver. Uh, you want to have, and, and you have people in, in here, you want to have a team of people that are experts in different areas. And sometimes they get, they contradict sometimes, right? You know, your tax planner and the tax preparer uh, are going to say two different things, right? Sometimes, Um, right? And so we want to like, just think creatively and you're the master. We just want to serve and help a policy if that fits or whatever. It doesn't matter. Love it. So at what point in life did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Shoot. Uh, that was, that's probably when I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, I realized I'm not best at best at being a yes man and just following all that stuff. Um, and then when I had the idea of the coffee shop, I told my wife this and, and then she had to make it happen. Um, so <laughs> True I figured, entrepreneur. Hey, I had yeah. this idea that you're going to put into fruition. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that was the launching into it. Uh, we've all always been in that world. Um, I, that's what they tell me uh, to s- stop coming up with ideas. First, we got to <laughs> implement the one. Um, but anyway, um, using the, doing the one thing, that's a really good thing too, as a business owner, read that book. <laughs> doing the one thing. One thing, David Keller, that one domino that'll make everything easier. Um, because as a business owner and entrepreneur, oh my gosh, we have a lot of ideas and we end up screwing it up and then we have shiny objects and, and, you know, that's why having a good team around you. And of course the still method tells me, okay, What's the one thing we need to focus on? The numbers don't lie. Love it. Love it. Brandon, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Yeah, I, my last words of wisdom, and I would just say, um, if you go into business, three things I tell every business owner, know that you know that you know that you're called to it because it's going to be hard. Uh, there's a lot of challenges that come up. So know that you know that you know. Right. So that way, when the challenges come, you're not just like, oh, yeah, this I'm going to give up. Um, Have a team around you that care about you, not just your outcome uh, and know your numbers. Those three things, write those down, use those all the time. 
those I go back to all the time. Nice. I love it. Wealth of wisdom and tons of notes to be found on this episode. That's awesome. Thank you for being here with us, Brandon. Uh, thanks, Michelle. It was fun. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join our Facebook group, Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling. We love helping you grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.